Loaded sport. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck the yeah. lot of you. Austin <laughs> He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I've come in and go, hand out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Loaded Sport, where today we're going to be reviewing the weekend's action as the World Cup gets underway with the round of 16 stage for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. And we'll be reviewing a lot of what's happened in week 13 of the NFL season as well. Joining me to go through it is Skin, Sam and Mudge. Lads, welcome back. Aye, aye, aye. I thought we, we doing? I thought we were known as Bloated Sport from now on. Have we stuck with we stuck with loaded sport then? Yeah, copyright wouldn't allow it. The fat. <laughs> That's why we dropped Kemp. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So we started early. We started early. <laughs> <laughs> Man's not even moved into his new home yet. He's already catching straight. He's there, mate. He's there. Just Kemp, if you listen to this, watch out for that water at the bottom of the stairs. It's a trip hazard. <laughs> Kemp, congratulations on the new house, bro. We love yeah, you. Congrats. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. yeah. We're recording this Monday, the 5th of December, for release on Tuesday. And yeah, Kemp is not with us, is he? He's been busy today moving into his new home. Uh, so, congratulations. Plenty from of shagging. Us. Yeah. Bland, get your son on them stairs. Get him christened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do fucking. Oh, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about um, England on Sunday evening against <laughs> Senegal. Rain it back, rain it back. Ever the professional, Aggie. Don't want, back. don't want to be associated with that muck. <laughs> back to what we're talking about. Um, England getting through to the quarterfinal of the World Cup for the second consecutive year. This time with a 3-0 win over Senegal. Skin, I'm going to come to you first for your thoughts on it, simply because for the second consecutive England game, you've got the score prediction. Bang on the money. Wow. What oh. a guy. It's, uh, it's it's going all right, isn't it? First 10, 12 minutes, really positive, in control. Senegal then had, what, 15 minutes or so of, of looking like they fancied it. Pickford mm, made a good save. Off an hour. Yeah, and then opening goal from, well, that man Hendo, the only place, <laughs> the only platform that would have predicted him getting on the score sheet. Um, completely switched the game and the momentum. And, and from there, Senegal pressed a little bit more. They opened up a little bit more. There were more gaps in between the lanes even more and England became clinical. Phenomenal performance, Aggie, weren't it? Yes, mate, 100%. And from the end of the first half, towards the end of the first half, I thought as soon as we got that first goal, we might have looked a little bit nervy, but we need to put the pressure on to get the second. I thought start the second half, get Rashford on for Saka, um, take the game straight to him and go on and win it. And we didn't even need Rashford to come on to do that. But a 3-0 win nonetheless into the quarterfinals. And Mudge got his uh, his goal scorer prediction as well, didn't you, Mudge? Is what? Is Paul's goal scorer? <laughs> Paul's goal scorer, that's goal the one. Scorer. I'll tell you what, if we thought Endo was outrageous, him predicting Paul's goals against France is going to be even more so. Best ginger on the pitch. Is that the award? The Paul's no, goals award. Um, with with out. <laughs> Absolute fucking peanut joke out. I'll start. I'll, um, I'll start anyway, we'll take the glory, Mudge. Go on. I'll start this with. You all laughed at me. Look who's fucking laughing now. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Don't fucking at. Don't fucking at this guy. Yeah. Don't, don't at Mudge yeah. for that well, prediction. I'll, I'll say, obviously, having predicted Jordan Henderson to score his second um, career England goal in the Senegal game was quite a stretch. However, the man came through for me. 
and um yeah you will not believe the elation i felt my phone was blowing up apologies to the uh, 10 ladies dming me right now you <laughs> if you weren't with me from the start you're not with me when i go to the top and uh, uh, speaking of dms just very quickly before i forget i don't know if you've seen the forum this evening but paul martin one of our listeners has asked if you can provide him with the weekend's lotto numbers so yep. uh, just just Something have a look natural. for that and then drop him numbers before saturday i thought i'd yeah. get that in there while i remembered Paul, bear with me. I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll drop you uh, drop you a message and give you some numbers, mate. If you win, I want twenty percent of your total winnings, though. So um, this shit don't come for free. Um, but yeah, I mean, what an England performance! Obviously, Henderson bag in, Harry Kane with a sublime finish, and um, Saka kind of justifying his uh, mm, his place yes. in the in the starting lineup. I mean, it yeah. takes a lot of balls to remove someone who scored two goals and probably had an unbelievable game in Marcus Rashford. So fair play to Saka, and I thought honestly Phil Foden and Jude Bellingham were absolutely phenomenal yesterday. Fair play, fair play to our young stars, and uh, I am so excited for this France fixture. I think uh, we want a uh, we want a real test, and it comes in the form of Kylian Mbappe and then boys. So doesn't come yeah. much bigger than that as a test. No, it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't, Sam. What are your thoughts? I know you've got a lot to say on the on the England boys. Yeah, well, you've covered most of it, to be fair, between the pair of you. But um, can I just say, how on earth? He played well, but how on earth did Harry Kane get man of, man of the match over Bellingham? No, mate, I saw that earlier. It was outrageous, was crazy wasn't it? to me. Bellingham yeah. was absolutely outstanding. First half, even when the, it was going against us slightly, it, you know, that first half an hour, we weren't particularly great. I, I commented in the chat how... John Stones and Maguire just weren't seeming to be clicking well with this high press, but as soon as we got that goal, it just settled us right down. And Jude Bellingham just coming to the you know the forefront of that, took control of the game in that centre mid in the mid area cam slot, and yeah, it were a joy to watch. Um, credit Southgate because as we all moan, were moaning pre-game that Rashford weren't going to go, which yeah we probably had a right to moan about it, but he's got it right once again. Another big decision in bringing Saka in, so. Fair play to the guy. And just, um, I think I've seen somewhere that England, between 1968 to 2016, we had six knockout wins at major tournaments. Wow. Six. In, since 68 and 2016, Gareth Southgate has equaled that. that is tw- between 2018 and 2020, he also has six. So that just Not puts bad, though, is it? a nice little stato for you to chew on. You'd have like to be it. a really, really stupid bastard. Would you also have to be bold as well by any chance? That is a bonus as well. Or a blade. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You'd have to really be something. Really be. Just a real piece of shit. Yeah, just an absolute (laughs) arsewipe to be discredited. We are going hard on Kemp tonight. But it's not about Thomas Kemp. It's so anti anti Southgate. He deserves a bit of shit for this. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's just hold our breath and we'll get into this more later in the week. But South Korea have just got an absolute worldy goal, by the way, at the time of recording. 25 yard out, top corner off, Folly, brilliant 4 1. Uh, Anyway. Come back we'll, on. We'll, we'll save our actual thoughts for the preview show, of course, with the game being Saturday night. But I do think we do. I know I'm the worst for it in this first 10 minutes or so, but we, we need to bite our tongues a little bit on mm-hmm. Kemp's thoughts about Southgate because Saturday night is the make or break. It is it's the, the ha ha, I told you so, or a go fuck yourself, Kemp. Mm-hmm. So we'll let, uh, we'll, we'll. We'll get into that and hopefully he can make next week's review show. Yes, I'll just be about to say, I think he's, uh, I think he's joining us, isn't he, for the Thursday recording? So that should be, that should be a nice welcome 
yeah. to hear his thoughts on the build-up of the England game. I've got a quick question for all of you. Sam, you were just talking about Jude Bellingham there and how he didn't get mm-hmm. man of the match, and it absolutely phenomenal. This is something we've discussed already, but I think with each performance, it, it needs highlighting and discussing either more. So a question to each of you. Jude Bellingham, 19 years old, January transfer window coming up. Even in the summer, a big team coming in for him, but does does a big team try and get ahead of the game and get him in January? Right now, realistically, what do you think his outright price tag is for a team to buy him off of Borussia Dortmund? Uh, Adam, I'll start with you. I have no idea, mate. Considering how much you've seen people pay for the likes of Ari Maguire and, and Neymar obviously going for, I think it was like 200 million in the end, wasn't it? Or they're expecting him to be worth like 200 million. I think for Bellingham, you're going to be looking a high, like over 140 million, something like that, they're going to be looking at, at selling him for. So yeah. I'd, I'd probably see someone like a Man City go in for him, even if it's just to maybe stop other sides and, and maybe reduce Calvin Phillips' playtime even more. Someone like Jude Bellingham could really be important for a, a Guardiola side as he's starting to build for the future for when he leaves. So he's got quite a few younger players coming in at the moment. He says already, like you said, I think last week, that Foden's the only player in his entire team where there is no price tag for him. He's not going anywhere. And I think Bellingham's another piece to that puzzle where he's building that Man City squad so that when he's gone, they're still in a a fantastic position that whoever comes in, there's not going to be too much that needs to be done to it to continue being competitive. So I, I reckon it's going to be a Man City sort of side that goes for him. And I'd like to see him in the Premier League. I think it'd be great to see... Bellingham back in England playing in the Premier League and because I, th- I think with Germany it is literally just Dortmund or Munich isn't it and it's like I know Mudge has mentioned something similar with Mbappe playing in France it'd be good to see some of these players come and play in England where there are multiple teams that are competitive and I know Haaland's scoring for fun and he's continuing the form that he was in at Dortmund but it, I'd imagine it's a bit tougher for him in England than it was in Germany Yeah definitely Sam what about yourself? I think Adam strayed from a question a little bit there, didn't he, really? Thinking about just asking, <laughs> yeah. how, asking how much you were going to go for. Oh, sorry, did you want just a one-word answer? Well, no, no mate, it's fine, it's fine. Over 140, you there you go. appreciate the break, man. Um, I'm just drifted slightly. I'm just glad you didn't mention Chesterfield, mate, honestly, in your answer. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where Phillips <laughs> we'll goes out on loan when Bellingham it. goes in. Still time for that. Go on, Sam. Uh, yeah, so interesting question that you you want to get ahead of the curve and you want to stay on him in January. Um I mean, you've got to be looking. Same as I said, it's at least triple figures in it. You're at least going for a hundred mil. Maybe test water in in January with a hundred million. See what comes back from that, and you know, it's a it's a sticking point from there on in tip. But whatever it's going to be, it's uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot. Probably the most I'd say for an Englishman. It's definitely the most for an Englishman. Actually, thinking about that, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it's going to be. If he was at a bigger club already, like, you know, your Liverpool's, your Bayern Munich, your Barcelona's, he wouldn't be going. But Borussia Dortmund historically have been a selling club. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he'll he'll leave at some point. It is just a matter of how much. Mudge, what about you? What's your sort of rough figure that you'd see him go for at this moment in time? So, I think for me, um, I know it's interesting. Obviously, we're we're mentioning high prices for Jude Bellingham going. But you've got to remember, Borussia Dortmund kind of got cornered in selling Haaland for slightly cheaper than I thought he would go for yeah was I that not was, was that a due to a clause in his contract was it or? yeah yeah so I think um, sure. yeah I think City kind of triggered the release clause didn't they so yeah. I don't know off the top of my head what Jude Bellingham's release clause is but I'd be interested interested to see what teams would do this summer I don't I, think he's got one has he otherwise I think it would be documented yeah. 
I think yeah, you'd think there'd be something yeah. in the papers by now, wouldn't you? You'd say, oh, it's fifty million. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would probably go around the one twenty mark. But if I was Jude Bellingham, this is going to be quite a weird answer. I wouldn't leave Dortmund until probably next year. I'd yeah. stay one more season there because the German league has done wonders for him. He looks like he reminds me a little bit in terms of like a Bastian Schweinsteiger in the way that he can control the middle. But he's also yeah. quite good at his uh, finishing aspects of it as well. He's turning into a proper proper player um, and I, I'm not saying him moving to a big team will stunt his growth I think if you move to a city then you've got Guardiola probably the best coach uh, in this era kind of um, you know controlling yeah. him and gr helping him grow and develop but yeah, a lot of England to... players in that city team as well yeah. do, do us good I think but I think you, playing for yeah. Dortmund over a city benefits him in the fact that yes Dortmund are one of the stronger teams in Germany but they do have to play and fight for their wins and their success, especially in the Champions League. So, if he goes to a team like City, where they're dictating the the game and you know sixty five percent, seventy percent plus possession every game, I'm not to be honest a hundred percent sure that that would further his development in terms yeah. of his play style. Naturally, playing under Pep is going to be very good for any kind of player, of course. But I just think where he is at the moment and the style of play that he he has to sort of maybe. Play, yeah, Maybe. I think benefits a little bit more, but that's my thoughts anyway. I think you've got to also look at it in terms of Jaden Sancho. He's been a little bit unfortunate since he's come to United, but he was an absolute rocket in the Bundesliga as well. I would not want that to happen to um, to uh, to Jude Bellingham. But uh, yeah, what a, what a bright spark he was for for England. Him and Foden are definitely the future for for England, and uh, it'd be oh, quite exciting. Oh, I think you'd have to be very very excited um, heading two, into. Two no, I was going to say you just have to be excited heading in Saturday with those two lads in the starting lineup. Yeah, I was going to say two of the youngest talents in world football, and they're both English. It can't be bad, can it? Moving on from England, then let's look at the results of the other round of sixteen games that have gone on so far. We've got Netherlands beat USA three goals to one, Argentina beat Australia by two goals to one, and on the same day France beat Poland by three goals to one. And on the day mm. of recording. Uh, Japan lost to Croatia 3-1 on penalties um, to see Croatia through after Awful. a 1-1 draw. Sam, I know you posted something about how you felt that Cro uh, Japan may have been the only team you've seen in World Cup history that's worse than England at taking penalties. Well, you've just took my line off me, so that's uh, <laughs> no, point coming, no point coming to me whatsoever, is it? He didn't want a point, mate. It was just crediting you with that opinion. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? Now, it were a, um, a pretty competitive game, really, but... I really thought Japan would have a bit too much energy for Croatia and them aging legs, but <clears throat> no, it doesn't seem that way. Croatia just experts at well, not, don't even have to be experts at penalties really. They just they were quite good, and Japan was absolutely fucking terrible. So yeah, I think they're probably the only team in World Cup history that are worse than us at penalties. So we can take great triumph from that. And the fact that Japan are out, so we won't get the luxury of meeting them at any point in this World Cup. Skin, is there any teams that you've seen play in the round of 16 that you've now looked at and thought, I, I wouldn't mind if they got knocked out by another team and we got to avoid playing them? I assume France is one that everybody thinks of, though. Brazil, mate. They've just finished 4-1. Imagine getting Skinner an easy question like that and give me fucking Japan-Croatia. Nice one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brazil, mate. We wouldn't play them until the final anyway if we got to that point. If we get through France, we'll we'll likely get Spain or Portugal in the semi-finals. But as we know, anything can happen. But yeah, Brazil, I think right now, based off of the fixtures so far, are the team to beat. 
hundred percent. I'd have to agree with that as well. And I, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm just going to take my own credit for this. That at the beginning, I said it was going to be a Brazil France final, but my opinion of that's changed ever so slightly. That I've got a bit more belief that we could do something um, against yeah. France. Mudge, I know you've mentioned. Um, Australia to beat Argentina was obviously a bit of an upset that you'd gone for. Argentina won two one. Did they do enough to impress you to think that maybe they've got a chance? Because obviously they're in the opposite side of the tournament as well, so we wouldn't meet them until the final either. Um, I, I mean, they got the job done, which is fair enough. But like I said, I think I said in the previous uh, podcast episode, Argentina have not looked like menacing or out of this world for this tournament and they're still I think second favourite to win it uh, yeah. I think they're basing that off pre-tournament form um, and I think Messi's got his hands for if he wants to get to the final but um, you can never write them off because they've got such a talented uh, squad and fair play to Australia for only keeping it 2-1 against uh, a world class side like uh, Argentina but uh, yeah I think maybe I jumped the gun with that one a little bit um, maybe a bit too hopeful in thinking Australia can uh, pull the upset but uh no, I think for me, I agree with uh, Dawson and, and uh, yourself in regards to Brazil and France are the uh, other two teams I'm a little bit worried about going into the uh, the latter stages. Understandable. And of course, we play France on Saturday. Sam, I'll come to you this time with a bit of an easier question. And I'm going to ask everybody the same question, actually. So it's probably not going to be that much of a benefit for you. But looking at the fact that we're now halfway through the round of 16 stage, Looking at the sides that have made it this far and some that have fallen, is there any team in there that you've really looked at and thought, I had absolutely no idea that they'd be able to get to this stage and they've kind of surprised you a bit? Mm, I mean, there's a couple that have already gone out that I was quite surprised. I mean, look, Morocco will have to play tomorrow. They're very surprised they've come this far. Uh, I don't How did they top they? that group? Yeah, that's uh, crazy when you think about it. I'm not going to go through them all because I know obviously you've all been told to answer the same question, so... Yeah, Morocco was a, it was a strange one thinking about that, and I think USA as well. I just want to cover that game just quickly. They were really poor for me, USA. Yeah. They, were, they were they were really good against us, and we we Southgate got a lot of hammer for how bad we played, but we didn't give them enough credit. We, they were really good, really high energy against us, and just stifled us from playing our brand of football. They didn't take any of that into that game, and the Netherlands were just too good. They, they, they had the perfect game plan. They just kind of sat back and just absorbed the... Pre- America had most at possession and most at, you know... the Fuck yeah! <laughs> but the uh, Holland were just set up for that spring trap, lethal counter-attack, and it played right into their hands. They were, they were really poor, I thought, USA were. They have a um, they have a world-class player in Dumfries. I think he had a oh, goal to assist in that game. Yeah, he did. Is, yeah. Uh, he is a big-time um, international tournament player. He absolutely loves it, doesn't he? So um, it was phenomenal at Euros as well last year. Yeah, is yeah Inter Milan. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rumours in the summer as well that Inter Milan were were open to letting him go for a relatively decent price. I don't know if that will change now, but that much said, there's he's now in his second tournament in a, in a row where he's been he's been phenomenal. He's like one of the best right backs in the world. So yeah, again, transfer window coming up. Do, does a team try and get in there like a Man United who have been rumoured as to looking for a right back and all that kind of stuff? To, who knows? Do will there be Ten Hag's a big fan guys? apparently? Yeah, yeah. He, I think Ten Hag's probably the the perfect coach for him as well in terms of style of play. So yeah, um, yeah I'd uh, I think he'd be great at United. Fair enough, Skin. I'll just ask you then about the uh, the underdogs so far of the tournament. 
Uh, I'd probably say Japan, based on who'd got this far, especially considering they topped the group by beating Spain and Germany. Uh, they would be my answer. Fair but enough. And Mudge. out today, so it don't really matter anymore, does it? <laughs> no, fair enough. Mudge? My, um, I think Switzerland have gone under the radar, you know. Yeah. Um, Switzerland have um, had a really solid uh, group stage so far. So, um, you know, I think uh, they're, they're playing uh, some good brand of football at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleasantly surprised with Switzerland. I think Sam obviously mentioned Morocco. Morocco had no right topping that group. I don't yeah. think there was a single per- Even a Moroccan person would have not said uh, Morocco are topping that group. So, fair play to them. Switzerland uh, and Morocco are my surprises uh, so far. Excellent. So let's just mention, and we'll, we'll finish off by talking about uh, the England game from the opposition perspective. We spoke about how well England played, but any credit given towards Senegal, Sam? We'll start with you. Credit? No, I thought they were terrible. After maybe half an hour, they pressed pretty well, and like, as I said, they, they caused us a bit of issues in regards to playing out from the back. But once we got that first goal, you could just see it just deflated them. They were, I thought they were, they were just so naive. That's probably the word I'd use. Just. The, the press just they, they should have sat back and they should have dug deep for a result and just tried to play gritty football they didn't fair play I mean you got to credit them to some aspect but it, they were just so naive to come at us the way they did with without you know Mane without I think um, Idrissa Gay they were missing some big players for them and they just weren't set up to play how they wanted to play and we just we just managed to pick them apart and made it look easy and, and I ain't got much praise for Senegal I'm afraid no, that, that's fair enough. I'd have to agree with what you said. Like they looked quite strong, but even after conceding just the one goal, knowing how calamity, calamitous England's—I think that's the word I'm looking for—England's defence can be. They didn't really try and put too much pressure on to force into any of those errors. Skin, your thoughts? Completely agree with what Sam said, mate. They had a good spell, sort of from ten minutes in up until that first goal, where they looked like they could snatch a goal, a couple of good chances. Skyed one where probably should have been on target. Pickford made the good save that I mentioned earlier. But yeah, other than that, it was a dominating performance. They had one or two chances they should have took them. They didn't. It's knockout football in the World Cup. You can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And much? I um, yeah, I, I agree. I think in the end they kind of England showed their class and level, uh, quality um, over Senegal. But I, I do want to credit them because I thought the press at some points gave us trouble. Like John Stones and Harry Maguire looked all over the shop at the back. And if it wasn't for Pickford's unbelievable save, that the dynamic of the game could have been a little bit different being 1-0 down, I thought. Um, I think if they had bagged that goal, I think they would have definitely sat back and tried to protect that lead. But, um, yeah, like, like the lads are saying, you can't press against England. We've got too much quality going forward. Bellingham, Foden and Kane just, uh, yeah, tore them apart on the counter. And uh, I think that's what made yesterday's win so good is uh, the brand of football we played. We just looked so good going forward so let's have a look at the locks that we all looked at on the preview show last (laughs) week and the scores that everybody got Um, I absolutely nailed it last week so I'm expecting a very disappointing result I've not counted up the totals but I've got down who's got what correct we'll start with um, on the football side of things skin going with uh, start with me three out of three for you on the football side of things Yes, mate. Solid. What what, what they have Argentina, Messi, and uh, Cameroon to get at least Cameroon a point. Cameroon to get a point. Brazil. Now, you've had this. At least Sam's had you've this. You've got serious problems and with this, haven't you? I do. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's My not really... issue with you having an issue is that you didn't have an issue last week when Sam raised it. 
because I thought it was a one-off. I'll be honest. I thought it was a one-off when Sam was going for I don't just oh, one point. I wish you'd take your pants off. And then I don't see it as an issue. Is it a wild card <laughs> if you're saying a team just not to lose? No. What, can I, right, let's reverse that. The fact that you had Brazil as your lock, are you telling me that I can't have the other team to get at least a point as my wild card? That's a very card? good point. No, I, really I, 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 I don't think you can. No, I think Federer if you to win, a bit. if you have in Cameroon <laughs> to win... All right, then, I have Cameroon to win then. Oh, look, they did. So I'm still up for three out of three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm whisking on this one. I, I think he's got every right to back that. I just think yeah, going for a point... But there we go. You've got three out of three. Cameron Being argumentative, should be congratulating the boy. Got at least a point for you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, Imagine yeah. me getting three out of three and coming out of it feeling like absolute shit. Mate, well, good. Don't go for a point next time. Rate your three oh. poles there. There you oh. go. Argentina, Messi, Cameroon to get a point. All three correct. Well done. Gave, Ca- uh, gave, uh, gave Harry Kane honourable mention as my backup for Messi okay. as well. That yeah, was a... Um, Adam's congratulations. Head, though. Adam's... Uh, congratulations there was a proper come down with me uh, enjoy the money <laughs> <laughs> happy. sad um, little life yeah. you did finish joint first in the football predictions with Sam who got e- all three of his correct as well Go on, France, yes. Giroud and South well done, Korea sir. so Wait, well done Sam on that one say that again mate because that, that, you talked over it I want to let's, let's <laughs> relay that again let me hear that again oh, France talk, Giroud France. And South Korea. France oh. is my lock. Giroud and South Korea. South Korea, what a call that is, by uh, the way. Great, great shout, yeah. mate. Well done. Yeah. Well Thank done. You very much. Just, uh, just, you just, much. just let us congratulate that. Uh, uh, congratulate you on that, Sam. All right? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> mate, honestly, I've got to get in. I've got to get in before Adam berates me. I've got to pat myself up. You're fine, mate. No, no, no. You're fine this what week. What are you doing, picking Giroud? He was joint top scorer for France going into game. How oh, dare you? That's yes, what luck is, mate. It's it. fine with that. It's the wild card that I had in the Troll under the bridge. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. Look forward yeah. to somebody picking a three point three. next week. Take that. Um, then, Mudge, you got two out of three on the football side of things. England to win. Yep. Australia, you put it to win as the wild card, which didn't happen. But yep. you got Jordan Henderson, which I think just trumped <laughs> anything <laughs> anybody's done in any of these podcasts. Mate, yeah, that's so, worth, I, that's I, worth I three get, points. Yeah, I think that's like a bonus of three or four. I mean, that is the most ludicrous claim ever made on radio or podcast. So, um, yeah, that's... That's, uh, I'm taking that to my grave. That'll be on my gravestone. That Hendo it's back anytime, twelve to one. Let's just think about that. Jordan Henderson. <laughs> like, let's think about it. Jordan fucking Henderson had previously scored one goal in an England shirt. Yeah, and he's turned up to a World Cup. Didn't even start the opening few games, and he's come in. And this cunt over here is calling him <laughs> for a goal scorer as his essential yeah. lock goal scorer of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, and he's come in with flying colours. Wow! See, it, it's this. This is where it's like it's fucked him over for the future, because we know yeah. he partly said Henderson just for the conversation and just for the content, but now he's bagged. He's set up this like mystique about himself mm. yeah. that he's got to live up to now. Mystic mudge in it. That's it. It's yeah. now it's Mystic now got where... to a point where um, I'll be setting up a payment plan. So if you want lock <laughs> Patreon, you need to DM me. Because these won't be public; it won't be public knowledge anymore. Like tennis, uh, yeah. Present yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. without further moving, context. Moving let, me, let, me, let me give you context on that. So, um, oh, oh he's going to put it out there on the yeah, he's got oh, a grave. 
The floor is yours. I wonder if he's listening, but Jonathan Walsh, um, a lad at work. He's fucking... He's, he's both named, named him. him. Oh, my God. What a scandal. <laughs> Where what is he? Scandal. Where We're is this gonna, guy? Jonathan, this is the Jonathan, first domino, this. Oh, my God. So, Jonathan Walsh at work. Me. This was at the height of COVID. He had messaged me on WhatsApp going, mate, I've got an absolute... Uh, there's this lovely Serbian man who knows a couple fixes in the tennis world. And I was like, you know, you're in COVID. You need to, you need a bit of cash. And you're like, yeah, set me up. So me, him, and another lad I won't mention because uh, he is uh, like a him. father now. We he can't be uh, he can't be shamed into these things. Can't but, be dragged uh, into this ring. No, but rest assured. Obviously, I passed on that tip to uh, everyone in the friend group. I oh, even dear. passed it on to my best mate Liam's uh, parents and his wife's parents. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, long story short. My tip lost in 43 minutes, which is probably a record <laughs> in terms of a tennis match. Now, so, um, to, to, to back this story up, we all had it up on like our, when you bet over a certain amount, obviously Bet365 will let you watch a particular yeah. match. We was all watching it on our own at home, and it was the fucking worst oh, quality tennis match I had ever day, seen yeah. in my life. And to say one of these players is supposed to have had a bung to, to take a loss... The, the other guy was just that bad. They weren't letting him lose. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was... And you know what? Like, um, I can't lose this, so it's too obvious that I've thrown game. This is the best bit. Our Serbian plug um, basically told us that the player had... Um, he just didn't receive the message in time. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he he didn't he didn't um, take any... You know, uh, he didn't take any responsibility for it. He's blamed the player, saying he's not received the messages. So, um yeah, I think I've uh, I think I've hopefully managed to uh, claim back some points on uh, the absolute fix scandal that took place. You have, mate. But yeah. um, I'll talk spot deals down drain now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Adam, how did you get on, mate? Well, I didn't. I may as well have not have. I got the same amount as Kemp, and he didn't even take part. <laughs> Wait, you didn't uh, get any right. Um, I got Brazil me. to win. They lost. I got Rashford to score. He didn't even start. Um, and I got Fleetwood to beat Ipswich, and they oh. drew. So if I'd oh, taken mate. your advice and gone for a point and sold out, then That's I'd have shocking. got a point for that. But I didn't. It's your it's fault for going me, for fucking Fleetwood and Ipswich. No one is watching that fucking game right now, mate. <laughs> that Brazil, that was a bad lock. A lock is yeah. supposed to be something that you're willing to put your Honestly, house on I think if it's coming it's back. The, it's the result that you are most confident yeah. in that if, weekend. If, if someone's got a gun to your head and you're going to survive on that result, you pick Brazil knowing they'd already qualified, they're playing a Cameroon team that needed to win and they're going to arrest players and you backed Brazil I to the hills. I thought it was still That's, good enough. So, it's a bad lot, that. I thought the the backups were still good enough. I think Brazil's just got that strong of a squad. But yeah, I got zero out of three on uh, football. So as it stands after the football side of things, um, if we're giving it, Mudge's first on five points out of a possible three. Um, then joint Christy second. Ronaldo Sui. <laughs> then joint second is Skin and Sam both on three. Um, and I'm last on zero points. That's it for the football side of episode 10. We'll be back in just a few moments' time where we'll be talking and reviewing the 13th week of the NFL season.
Welcome back to Loaded episode 10 sport. of Loaded Sport. It's your sport. sexy uh, day. Okay, we're carrying on. Loaded Sport. Yeah, carry on, mate. Go for it. No, I'm letting you two have your little sing-along. Uh, episode 10 of Loaded Sport. We move on to speak about week 13 of the NFL season. But we start by discussing breaking news in the that? last couple of hours, <laughs> which is that, that Baker Mayfield has been released by the Carolina Panthers. The former Ooh. number one overall pick, who was taken by the Cleveland Browns, traded earlier on in the season to Carolina, has been released. Mudge, I know you've not been a fan of uh, Baker Mayfield for quite a while, and I think you've, you've got to the point now where you're pretty much just saying it's confirming what you knew, isn't it? I, I think in terms of Baker Mayfield, I think, sadly, the Browns were duped into taking him after one good season. I think it... Says a lot about the jump from college to uh, NFL um, at times, and uh, Baker Mayfield has he's uh, shown glimpses of um, you know a good play, but more often than not, his pocket presence isn't great. And um, you know, I, th- I thought his move to the Panthers would be a resurgence. It could have been a resurgence, but uh, yeah, I, honestly, I, I'd be very surprised if he lands a starting job anytime soon anywhere in the, in the NFL. Can I just um, add a little tiny bit of context that might completely change people's thoughts and mindsets on this? But um, his release from the Panthers was after he requested it this morning. So oh. it's, it's something he requested, not something the Pan- Panthers were throwing back. You said there much about a team not picking him up. Based on how long he's left on the season, the contract that he had on the Panthers, and the fact that he was due to be out of contract at the end of the season anyway, a team that would pick him up would only owe him $1.3 million. So you look at a team yeah. like Niners who are looking prime for a playoff spot but now playing Mr. Irrelevant or whatever it is in, in Brock Purdy who was the last player drafted in, in the most recent draft in April do they take a shot and having someone like Baker <coughs> as a backup or potential starter for them for, for such a low fee I think, I think that's where I see him going personally but we'll see once he clears waivers can I just say, how fuming is Christian McCaffrey if he's tried to escape Baker from Panthers? Unbelievable. And he Unbelievable. manages to that bag of job at the 49ers going, fuck, you know, I can't get away from this guy. Funnily enough, I have the same outlook as Dawson, and I think the Niners should and will pick him up. Reason being, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's a very QB-friendly scheme, I think. They don't, they don't ask the quarterback to put the game on their shoulders. They just literally ask them to essentially run an offense, and that's it. They've got a massive run game. They've got a great defense. Just get someone in there. Just try not to turn the ball over and just run the offense as basic as you can. I think he can potentially do that. And I think playing Mr. Irrelevant, I don't think they need to do that. I think if Baker Mayfield's there, as Skin said, for just over a million, I think that's a no-brainer for me. My issue with Baker Mayfield always has been his, um, his ability to turn over the ball quite consistently. So I I do agree. I think if he does go to the 49ers, then it's quite a solid pickup considering what's out there on free agency. But he is so rogue. He's just he's always very very happy to sling it into double coverage when you know it's almost not there. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. It'll be interesting, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm not too. I've never been too big on him, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be a hindrance to the 49ers. But we'll see. I'm just looking and the majority of what it's saying is the 49ers or the Rams and I think the Rams it makes absolutely zero sense they've got nothing to fight for this season they may as well just see what they've got with the other quarterbacks that are available see through the rest of the season and and let it be like you say with the 49ers it might make a little bit more sense with them fighting for the playoffs but I'll uh, I'll be I don't mind if they sign him or not I'd be more than happy with the fact that we should now be favorites for the NFC West 
Who is we? Uh, I assume the Seahawks, of course, yeah. Would you agree? I agree. I agree. I think from a underdog story purpose, it'd be great to see the Seahawks win that um, that division. I have a question for the group. In terms of the Rams, obviously they won it all last year. Is yeah, this the yeah. biggest downfall of a currently defending Super Bowl champions that you've ever seen in recent years? It's definitely up there. It's I think far as Pan- I can remember. Panthers are probably not far behind them, but yeah, this is this is worse than Panthers, I think. Well, no, Broncos won that one, didn't they? Oh, of course it is, yeah, of course yeah. it is. And uh, Broncos probably fell down quite bad as well, didn't they? they yeah, they did. Defense mm. suspended. They were back to square one almost. Yeah. I think it's something earlier that this is the Broncos' sixth consecutive season where they've finished on a losing record. <laughs> Broncos Nation. <laughs> I tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just on, just going going back to your previous question when you asked Mudge, uh, I, I don't think I do have you we're still winning the division I'm still back in the Niners I think the Niners are that used to playing without QB1 they've just over the last five years it seems like every season they're playing without their first choice quarterback it's a good and point I, and I just think they're that used they, they win games in December they always will when they've got that good defence and a good O-line I think if you just stick a a, a, a a par QB you know even slightly below par in, in Baker I still have them I think they've got throughout the, the squad. I think they've got a little bit more grit than what the Seattle Seahawks have got at the minute. I think we don't write of off Brock Purdy. A lot apparently, a lot of that locker room has has got his back, and he, nice. look, he, he Jimmy G went out relatively early in that game yesterday, and he led them to a pretty convincing win against the Miami Dolphins team that were absolutely flying before that. I think they'd won six of their previous seven games, were one of probably top three teams in the AFC. So. Don't write off Brock Purdy being the the start moving forward, like you said, Sam. Yes, and and Mudge, you mentioned it as well. You, you don't need an outstanding elite quarterback in that system. No, so that's true. If he's got the locker room, if he's spent all season sort of running that system, maybe they maybe they run with him and give him a shot. I think, I think with them, did a they just job against they, Miami as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think that it's their defense is their X factor. So if their defense can keep playing at this level, um, I think they're still going to be in games. Uh, Fred Warner is probably my favorite linebacker in the league. He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, they're built. They're built to uh, suffocate. So, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good finish for sure. Well, boys, guess what we've forgot? Oh, what we forgot? We've forgot a competition reminder. Oh, do it. So, if you haven't already, make sure you head on to our previous podcast and give us a listen because there's a hidden question somewhere that all you need to do is give us the answer to on one of our social media platforms with it being facebook at loaded sport no that's twitter facebook is loaded sport and twitter is at loaded sport and you'll be with a chance of getting a 50 pound amazon gift voucher and oh, we do, I do, I do apologize that it's taken this long to remind you but if you're still sticking about listening then fair play to you wow what a great prize thank you for the reminder let's move on to players of the week then within the nfl um Sam- i'll go first Sam, 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 Sam. I went, to, I went to skin last time and it, it cost Sam. Um, and he's been cursing me ever since. I've been getting hate mail, so I'm going to go to Sam first. Oh, mate, I'll time. curse you regardless. I'll curse you after this one. Well, fuck um, it then. We're going to suck so skin. I'm, st- I'm sticking. Don't fucking uh, do it. I'm backing with my boy, Hunter. 17. Is, are we good? Fuck off. Number 17, my homeboy, Devante Adams. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns, 22.1 average per catch 
I am going for my boy, and I just want him to come home. Just come home, baby. That's all I want. Adam, next time you're coming to me first. <laughs> yeah, you know, to be, this is to be fair to Budge, I don't think he's ever, he's ever gone to Budge first for anything. So I think he's due one. This is only his second episode, to be fair. So let, let's, let's third. My third. second episode. I've been on four episodes, you absolute turd. They were on episodes before, <laughs> even, before I, was, like, I started. There we go. So, uh... He's making out like I'm some sort of cameo. <laughs> like mean, here we go. He's, he's coming. He's, he's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like I've come in and go, hand out the bag, England to win. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you may as well have done. <laughs> yeah, I might as well go fuck myself. That, that's what Adam heard anyway. <laughs> Um, so we'll go to skin so that Mudge can find another one. Unless Mudge, have you got a second? Go hey, fuck yourself. Skin, we'll come to you for second then. All right, I am going to go to a man that has been lauded this season for his rushing ability. He's led the league in rushing touchdowns at his position. He Ooh. got one this weekend, but he only finished with five carries for twelve yards. So Ooh. I am going to give the man his flowers and this credit for pulling out an MVP-like performance at the role that he is there to play. Jalen Hurts of Mudge's Philadelphia Eagles in a 35-10 win against the Tennessee Titans to put them at 11-1. 11-1 It is crazy and keeps them ahead of the now 10-2 Minnesota Vikings. Jalen Hurts yesterday went 29-39 of for 380 yards and three passing touchdowns. And then, like I said, only five carries, 12 yards, one touchdown. He has been the, for me, the single best um, dual threat quarterback over the season. It could be argued that Justin Fields has been the best in recent form, but over the season for me, it has been Jalen Hurts. But yesterday, he kept his feet in the pocket and he showed what he can do with wow. his arm. So, yeah, 380 yards, um, what, three passing touchdowns and 35 points against a defense that have been very, very strong up until that point. Uh, yeah, he's he's right up there in the MVP race, isn't he, Mudge? Yeah, I will make a point in this. Mystic Mudge strikes again because you can go through the chat. Yeah. Last year, I claimed Jalen Hurts would be the one of the best dual threat QBs in the league, and I, yeah. I got my I got everything ripped out of me for saying that because, like, yeah, I mean, obviously he wasn't the he wasn't the passer he is this year, but Jalen Hurts so good, baby. Um, I. Can I go for my player of the week, yes, Adam? Go for it. I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I'm going to go with AJ Brown against his former team. Yes. The Titans. He was he was teetering on me being my pick, but you can't you can't go against 177 yards like Devontae Adams did. I mean, he's playing at an unbelievable level right now. But AJ Brown, who was really ill, he burst a blood vessel in his eye from throwing up too much. Turned up eight receptions, 119 yards, two tutties. He is. He was on a vengeance tour against these because obviously they dro- um, traded him away to to us, the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to be sleeping well tonight after that performance. I think that's a great shout. I was stuck between two to go for, and for a change, neither have actually been taken. So I'm going to give an honorary mention to Joe Burrow, but I'm going to give yeah. mine um, to Geno Smith. Um, I think ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm finally oh G money. Before the season, <laughs> I didn't feel too confident with Gino starting as our quarterback, but throughout the season, he's gained my confidence for definite. And then against the Rams, 28 uh, um, out of 39, 
367 yards, so only 13 yards short of uh, what Hurts got. Three passing touchdowns, the same as Hurts. The difference is Hurts got a rushing touchdown as well. Gino got two rushes for three yards, and with three minutes left to go, the Rams were leading us by four points, and we needed a touchdown. And the way he led the Seahawks up the field and finally got that pass off to DK Metcalf to get us uh, the win against the Rams, I'm going to give my player of the week to Gino Smith. Pure politician there. You left out the fact that he threw an interception, didn't you? Yeah. Um, threw two, did he? No, he no, fumbled. One. He fumbled. Got a painful picture here. Just fumbled the other one, threw an interception fumbled, all the time. Yeah. Two turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> but player it, week. it happens occasionally. <laughs> Played an absolutely dead Rams team. Just great past them, but yeah. Play Look, mate, week. I think he's had a cracking time. I don't really give a shit what you're going to say about it. He's got oh, player of the week. So. Player of the week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Put it in the jingle. This is a family fucking show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm giving it to Gino, but there we go. Um, Moving on to the locks of the week and the wild cards that we oh. uh, discussed over this week. And finally, I can get some points on the board. Um, I think... I did finish, actually, joint first on the NFL side of things. I got all three correct. The Bills, Montgomery, and the Cincinnati Bengals, all three to win. Wow. Good pick, that. Fair play to you. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah, Yeah, I know um, me and Adam are in a prediction league with a a few other people, and uh, we all chose the Chiefs. Adam doubled down on the the Bengals, and uh, fair play. That's that's, That's a great lock. Thank you. Um, joint first with Mudge, who got all three of his correct, giving him a total oh, score of eight out of a possible six. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Damn. Ravens to win, um, hurts to win, uh, hurts to get a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Sorry, hurts to get a rushing touchdown, and the Raiders to win the wild card game against the Chargers. Wildcard game. Didn't realize it was playoffs already. Playoff <laughs> season. It's the best weekend of the year. This is Wild a real weekend. I'm just trying to think of who. Was it Mudge that also went for um, the Texans against the Browns as the game of the week? <laughs> oh. No, I want to mention this. In terms of box office value, um, I said you don't want to peel your eyes away from that Texans Browns game. And you know what? I think Skin will back me up on this. The Browns' defense were, uh, were were quite. They were like that was a good good show. I think from it, from that unit, it was. I mentioned. Um, I, we'll get into it in a second, but I'll I'll spoil it now. I, I got my score wrong because I went with Nick Chubb, thinking that he'd have to carry the Browns through to victory. He had a good game, but he didn't score. But yeah, definitely Ooh, that defense. I think you took that from me, and also I'm buzzing with that. I one. did. Yeah, I, I took it from you, and then you went. Ended up with Jacobs, who did score. But, yeah, 30 points the Browns' defence got me on fantasy yesterday. Pretty much wow. won me the game. I needed that big time, as as I was probably going to be quite far behind. They had a pretty average game. So, yeah, they definitely won that game for them. And Deshaun Watson was fucking wank. <laughs> I called as well, but... You did, yeah. It's not, it's not the most outrageous of picks, so... Or predictions. Moving on to Sam's locks and wildcard whilst we're on the discussion of the Cleveland Browns. Sam yeah, got maybe. two out of three correct. He got the Browns to win. He got Jacobs nice. to get a touchdown, which I think nice. we've already mentioned, Mudge has already mentioned about how well he's been playing um, this season. And he also got the Jets to win. Mm. Yeah, that was, we're close. Yeah, that was my, my wildcard. It it's like, not a bad was. pick, though. It's not a bad no. pick, is it? No, they were, they were very they, close to winning. They, they had a rate chance. They came back about one forty left on clock. Mike White threw Seen an absolute him. 
pinger, didn't he? Which Berrios didn't bring in. So fair play to you, mate. That's about as good as getting it without actually getting it. Yeah, can't can't win them all. I think I got um, what was it? Five out of six. I think this five week. Five out of six this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take that. I think that's uh, only, only bettered by uh, Mudge's lofty eight. I think there. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never be beaten, to be honest. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... Someone needs to look at the scoring because uh, okay. <laughs> the scoring system's out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more than happy to give you five out of six, but Skin said give me no, all three points. No, you're all right. That, give me so... the eight. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. there we go. Um, and then Skin, with his predictions, he got one out of three on Boo. the NFL side of things. He got Ooh, the Seahawks yeah. winning against um, the Rams. Yeah. He got Chubb to get a touchdown, which did not happen. And. Yeah. Had you applied what you'd done on the wild card with Cameroon to the Commanders, you'd you'd have probably yeah, got five yeah, out of six. Let me just as well. stop you there. You see what he's done yeah. there? He's fell on his face with the others, but his lock is his lock. His lock has s- stood by him. So that's what you should be doing with your locks every single time, and that's what you didn't do when picking Brazil. Yep. Oh mate, the I didn't get my lock on my wild card or anything. On the winning side of things, I had an absolute nightmare on that side. Finger my ass. <laughs> no thanks so it's finished with me on three out of six and then Sam on, uh, sorry Skin on four out of six in third place Sam on five out of six in second and Mudge winning with an incredible eight out of six because Jordan never Henderson to be beaten scored and I will say goals. this Kemp has consistently scored um, zero out of six every week because his takes are absolutely shocking wow so, um, Wild! Another another diss at our boy who is sadly not here, but um, a little nugget for him to to laugh at when he listens back to this. Bless him. So that's all we've got time for with the NFL. We'll move on now to talk about the boxing that took place on Saturday night between Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. <laughs> Sam, I'll start by just saying well done to you because that actually puts you now on six out of seven with your predictions because you got the winner. And the correct round, so well done for that. I mean, I mean, I am not taking credit for backing the winner anyway, shape or form there, because I think every man and his dog, a blind man could have picked a winner out there. So I'm take full credit for picking round ten because I said that's what the um the second fight finished at, so I purely backed it by uh, mirror image. But no, I'm not taking credit for the uh picking the right bo- boxer because that was uh, a fight that should have never happened in the first place. And that is my opinion on the matter. Fair enough. You yeah. did have a grumble in the preview show about the price and the fact it was on um, twenty seven quid Skybox office. Did you watch nice. the fight at all? I uh, I I I did not. No. no, I did not. I thought I would uh, stage a bit of a mini protest. Didn't even watch it on IPTV. I thought, you know what, this is a fight I don't need to see. I, I already know an outcome, and I yeah, uh, I didn't watch it. Mudge, any surprises from your side? I know you're a big fan of boxing. Um. No, not really. I think it says a lot about Tyson Fury's intent. Uh, he, he needs to fight AJ. Um, this was the fact that they were charging twenty odd quid for people to watch his fight. I, I didn't. I didn't pay that to, to watch it. I actually protested, like Sam said, he did as well. So, yeah, no surprise. I mean, it's a mismatch. He needs to fight AJ. I think uh, it would be terrible um, of him to to not give AJ that fight. And um, yeah, I, I think it, that will probably spark a bit of excitement back into the heavyweight division because, yeah, I think it's falling flat on its arse at the moment. Correct. Brings me on nicely to speak to you, Skin, about not just oh, the fight. Heavyweight. <laughs> <Fucking> heavyweight. 
Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, fire. Oh. Talking about heavyweight division brings up such a skin. I don't want to say. No. Well, that was a real. Oh, I, think, I think I think this is the last episode I'm gonna I'm gonna be in. So poor guy, poor but, guy. Yeah. Why? No. <laughs> Let me finish before you start slating what I'm saying. I'm talking about the fact. Hey, that we're not slating talk- what you're slating, mate. Saying we're we're highlighting that you just slated the fuck out of me and called me a fat cunt. You called him morbidly obese. Yeah, I am. by saying what I'm saying. <laughs> so let me finish what I'm saying no, before you start slating it. Now I'm nicely to skin. Yes, because Adam, he's talking say... about the fight that's needed next. I'm coming across to you to talk about what happened at the end of the fight. Building would up you say to you are a gangster rapper? His next fight. Oh, I would not consider Adam to be a gangster rapper. <laughs> It's, uh, oh. Adam, the uh, the name that obviously we had a secondary name. We were thinking of calling ourselves Bloated Sport. Did you get that from looking at Skin's profile picture on Facebook? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> That's what you're insinuating, mate. It's really poor form from you. Jeez, Louise. If you've got that finished, you know what I'm saying. Skin, over to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Skin, um, mate, crack on. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, as I. Uh, on chunk. Yeah, can't wait to go and look at mirror later. No, no more nuddies coming your way, lads. Um, I think. Uh, um, <laughs> fucking right through me off. Got in his head that. I, I can't believe it. Just keeps yeah, having the... a quick glance at mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he's absolutely no man. Um, yeah, the the fight is the fight. We spoke about it last week. The the main story coming out of it, I think, is. The face-off, the con, the confrontation, whatever you want to call it, however you want to address it, between Fury and and Usyk, Fury has come in and out of retirement more than Terry Funk this year. He don't know what he's doing. He don't know if he's coming or going at Ben Musgrove. Um, and and yeah, is it finally going to happen? Is next summer Wembley Stadium or where Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Is it going to finally be Fury versus Usyk for all the heavyweight belts? Who knows? But I don't think that you can have that kind of confrontation and then not make that fight happen. I think it'll make Fury look a little bit silly, uh, you know, to say what he said and do what he did, and then oh, gappy teeth, yeah, gappy teeth as they call him. So yeah, that that's the main story coming out of that fight. I think is is whether that will now happen next year. But there's only one way to find out. Fury will no doubt change his mind a million times between now and then, or now and next summer, and then it will never happen anyway. But yeah. It's... Apparently, Fiora kept asking him why he's got the London look. Oh, <laughs> Would there be had a few, too few many times, hasn't he? I know you're yeah. all looking forward to seeing the the Fury Joshua fight. Would there be many complaints if this was to be Fury's next fight? No, no, I, no. I think I think Fury, this is what I'm saying. I think Fury has cheated the public out with this fight against Chisora because there's no real excitement around it. I mean. He's he's beaten him two times before. It was going to be what what happened is what we expected to happen. I think with the AJ fight and the Usyk fight, I think he goes into kind of muddy waters a little bit. I mean, he is still my favourite to win the two fights against Usyk yeah, and yeah, AJ. Agreed. But um, I don't know. I think he's just being a bit of a, a little bit more jeopardy, isn't he, with them two fights? Yeah, I think he's being a bit of a tease. Maybe he's hoping for you know tease uh, me, uh, tease me, baby. Exactly. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. For him to be an all-time great, I think he needs to be everyone that um, has kind of existed in the in the division. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think honestly, uh, it sounds bizarre. I think he's ducking AJ. Weirdly, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of have to take a, a limit with that because I think they're both as bad as each other. 
I yeah. think it's 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 just to and fro in so much between each camp. This, this I don't know. It, it's an absolute farce that we've not had that fight this this far down the line in the careers. I I think both of them are equally to blame for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think he's got nowhere to go. If he picks another bump to fight, um, I, I think people are going to lose interest in him. Yeah, it's got, so, it's got to be Usyk or AJ next. It's yeah, got to be. Easily. Fair enough. Lads, thanks a lot for joining us to review. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to stop trying to cut off the episode so quickly, mate. I've got my question of the episode. Ooh. What is, is the question? It's going to tie in nicely to what's been discussed. So, Mudge... This one is to you. Yeah. Would you rather have Adam's fat dick <laughs> or my <laughs> fat gut? I want to see what your perspective's like, Skin, in terms of the daily abuse you receive for your for your great gut. <laughs> so g- give me that. Give me that. Adam, uh. that is absolutely shocking for me. <laughs> Every going division, for... that goes on nicely <laughs> to Skin. He said nicely. <laughs> Skin will be doing sit-ups after this is finished recording. I'm going for a run. He's going for full Rocky montage, isn't he? <laughs> Not a professor one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Are we done? I think with that, we'll end it there. <laughs>